Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is episode number 214 of Be With Me, 7 Minutes of Biblical Wonder. And we're in a passage in John chapter 8, The Woman Caught in Adultery. So we're defining adultery, we're defining marriage, and even asking the questions even more fundamentally before adultery and marriage uh, is about sexuality and who is the boss of me and why is even there a word called uh, adultery? Why is that a bad uh, word? Who made it a bad word? Why is there? Why is that a violation of something that is uh, an institution we called marriage? So we're going to turn and get a little parallel passage about the principles of marriage from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. And the Corinthians apparently were having some issues with uh, bad sexuality and bad thinking and bad sexual morality. And Paul writes back to them in response to some questions that they had. And he says in verse 1 of chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians, Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. So he's quoting from something they said in their letter. And then he teaches here. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, hmm, because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. So he acknowledges that we will be tempted. That is, that we have these sexual engines And we note the provision that God has here, which is this walled garden that we talked about in uh, last episode. The husband should give give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except for perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer. All right. So I think some good points about this is, number one, is that we're all designed with a sexual engine. We are sexual beings. And unfortunately, because of the fall and our temptation, we are we are tempted to do the wrong things with that. So God has made a provision to help us with our temptation, and that is this walled garden that we talked about yesterday, which is this these a marriage, and then has put boundaries around it, and inside the boundaries, we get the rights to another's body in a sexual way. Authority has been given from uh, on the marriage altar, if you will, from the wife to the husband. And authority has been given on the altar from the husband to the wife. That is, you are going to give up your right to exclusive domain of your body, husband to wife and wife to husband. Now, the second problem here is that we have two sinners put into the side this, this walled garden. So we have wrong thinking, and uh, one person sinned 
can affect another. One person's holiness can affect another. And I suppose taken in the most wrong way is this walled garden can be uh, uh, a cage match eventually if people are doing things wrong inside of that. So adultery is when we give away to a non-spouse the rights that you've already given in marriage to your spouse. And in a sense, it is stealing from a spouse to give to to a non-spouse, someone outside your walled garden. Now, God could have made us unisexual. He could have done this a different way, but he didn't. He made us sexual beings, man and woman. Uh, He gave us sexual engines, and then he gave us provisions for those sexual uh, engines. And so we have to ask ourselves, is God sovereign in this? Is he sovereign over marriage and sexuality? And the woman that's caught in adultery, and hey, there must, there's got to be a punishment for this. The question is, that's underlyingly being asked is, uh, who's sovereign over this area? Now, the sovereignty of the Lord is given in the context as we have a broken world. We have a sinful people, we have broken systems, and we have a broken creation. In a sense, our bodies are broken. So we are sexual beings, we have sexual engines, and we have a God who's sovereign uh, over us. Sobering thing, obviously, is who is without sin in this area. And I think the story about the adulterous woman, uh, where he uh, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone, I think the point of that Uh, and true, whether that's in the Bible or not, uh, is that none of us stand well in this area. So I think we can abuse God's wonderfully designed system before marriage. I think we can abuse it afterwards. And what the story is telling us is it's not okay. And who might this sin be against? Uh, I always wonder, where is the uh, betrayed spouse in this story? So yes, it's a betrayal against the spouse, but ultimately it's a betrayal against God. So if you're a married person, how are you doing with your fellow citizen within your walled garden? How are you doing with the agency that you have been given over that person's citizenship, over that person's sexuality, over that citizen's body? Because that's what happened at marriage, whether you like it or not. And how are you caring for your garden? Are you respecting the walls or are you reaching over it or or even looking over it at someone else's uh, walls? Uh, like any structure, it requires constant upkeep. And that's why at weddings, we they have this dance and the person that's been married the longest, we honor and clap and, and, and say, you guys made it. That's fantastic. You 60 years of marriage. That's unbelievable. Uh, why? Because they had 60 years of work and it needs to be honored. Or maybe if you're a single person, are you acting like a married person? That is taking benefits not given to you. Are you stealing from God? Are you stealing from another spouse? Or are you stealing from something that is uh, going to be given to your future spouse? Are you giving away the benefits of your body that are for your future spouse? So obviously none of us can stand in this area. We need a savior. We need the Lord, but let us uh, recognize his sovereignty, whose sovereignty over sex, who's the boss of sex. Of course, it's the Lord. He's made a great design.
Let's appreciate it. I love you, my brothers and sisters.